here a, a picture uh, that will be up there in a second of my uh, idiot dog. Uh, that's there with his tongue out. Uh, you might awe at him, but that's on the way to give him a bath because he crapped his cage. Uh, so he's an idiot. Uh, and he's also 18 months old and fat. Uh, he weighs 108 pounds as an 18-month-old black lab, and because uh, we like to feed him, and so because we like to feed him, we need to take him for walks. And so uh, every morning, I, I like to go on a prayer walk, and so naturally, I bring tubby tubs with me, and uh, we walk down to the bay, and we pray along the way. And so I woke up Monday morning. I read over the passage that we're going to look at today, love your enemies, turn the other cheek, show kindness to people. I started thinking through it, and then I went on a walk to pray about it. And as I was walking, uh, there was a car coming my way. It's, it's dark, but I have my headlamp on, so I assume this person can see me, and he's on the other side of the road, so not a big deal. <laughs> but as he gets closer, he's turning into a house a few doors behind me, and he swerves to go into this driveway and becomes comes inches from killing me and my dog. Like literally, I had to move into the woods to not be hit by this, this car. Now, my first reaction was not to look at this individual and say, oh man, can I clean your car? <laughs> can, I, can I wash your windows for you? How, can I fill a tank of gas? My first reaction was not to show this person in a white vehicle love. My first reaction was to turn around stare at this person that obviously did not see me and almost killed me. I wanted to fight said person, and I've never been in a fight in my entire life. But all of a sudden, you tried to kill my dog, and I want to fight you. <laughs> I didn't naturally want to love this person. Jesus' love is not natural. <laughs> Jesus' love is not of this world. If we found loving like Jesus natural, then he would be of this world. But since he's of the kingdom to come, his love is unnatural to us. His ways are not our ways. And so if we're going to focus on loving like Jesus, living like Jesus, here's the premise of our, our talk today, is that legitimate love marks the legitimate Christian. If we want to love like the rest of the world, guess what? It will never lead us to holiness. But to love like Jesus loves shows love to the people around us and also drives us to a place of holiness, being like Jesus. Legit love marks the legit Christian. So in Luke chapter 6, we'll continue reading. Luke chapter 6, Matthew, Mark, Luke, uh, Luke chapter 6, uh, verses uh, 27 through 36. We're going to see four ways in which uh, legit love plays out for the legit Christian. First is that legit love is actionable. He says this, he says, but I say to you who hear, love your enemies, those that are hostile to you, those that have done you wrong, those that have come at you, the people that right now when you hear the word enemy, the person in your mind, love them. Do good to those who hate you and bless those who curse you. So, you know what the word bless is? That, that word, is if we follow it down, is where we get the word eulogy. To speak well of somebody. To, to speak kind words about somebody. That somebody that has cursed me, that I would have good talk and speak well of them. Pray for those who abuse you. Some of us walked into this room in an abusive situation. God's love may not be calling you to stay in that abusive situation. God's love might be calling you to remove yourself, but then not do nothing. 
but to then genuinely pray for that person. Maybe that's the most loving thing you can do for that person as you remove yourself. But then to the to one who strikes you on the cheek, give them uh, the other also. To the one who takes away your cloak, don't withhold your tunic either. Uh, give, give to everyone who begs from you. And from the one who takes away your goods, do not demand them back. And as you wish, here's the golden rule, as you wish that others would do to you, do so to them. Loving your enemies, that's not natural. What, what is natural is if, if, if Gil comes up here and punches my teeth out, my, my natural instinct is to punch him back. It's not my instinct to then say nice things about him, to show him kindness. No, what is natural to us is tooth for a tooth. What's natural for us is eye for an eye. But, but, but for us, we, 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 we go to the route of indifference at best. Like, if you show me uh, a hatred, if you're mean to me, culture would say, well, if you're a loving person, if you go to a place of indifference, if you punch me out, maybe I don't go to the route of attacking you. That's kindness and loving. But to actually go to the point of doing you good, no, 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 no. Indifference at best. So why is it hard for us? Why is it hard for the, the love your enemy type thing? I think it's because we haven't mastered the love thy neighbor thing yet. If we were to master love thy neighbor, perhaps loving thy enemy would be a little easier for us. But our instinct is injury for injury, pain for pain. A lot of what Jesus says in this passage is, has, has legal implications to it. Like, like you could be in a court of law. And, and they could take your coat, and uh, this, is, this would be likened to us that, that maybe you're going through a divorce, and, you're, and your ex-spouse is trying to take everything from you in a legal proceeding. But to, to let them take from me, but then to show them, kind of take more, have more. That's what, what Jesus is driving at. And why can he say that to, to the Christians? He can say that to the Christians because to the Christian, our possessions are meaningless. To the Christian, we can't take any of this stuff with us, so we value people over things. That's the nature of the golden rule. The nature of the golden rule is, 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 is this. Like we, you would have philosophers, you would have other religious leaders that would say very similar things, but their philosophy is like what I was just saying. Their philosophy of the golden rule is, you know, if you don't want somebody to punch you out in return, well, don't punch them out in return. If you, if you don't, they would, they would yell, they would say the golden rule to go to a place of indifference, which is arguably less demanding. But what did Jesus stress? Jesus stressed doing. Do, 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 do. That's not indifference. That's action. It's, it's the adage of, uh, of other philosophers would say the golden rule, and they would, they would say, well, well, if you don't have anything nice to say, then don't say anything at all. But Jesus' golden rule would say, hey, if you don't have anything nice to say, guess what? Find something. Say something nice. You know who got this? Martin Luther King. Martin Luther King, we, we tweet him, we, we quote him in, in January and February. He, he says awesome things. He said, Some, here's darkness, cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. Amen to that. He also said, the old law about an eye for an eye leaves everybody blind. It's, the time is always right to do the right thing. 
thing. Amen to that. He says this, love is the only force capable of transforming an enemy into a friend. Amen to that. But if Martin Luther King only ever preached sermons and gave us a whole lot of tweetable type things, he would not have lived such a memorable life. No, his words mean something because his actions meant something. He was not a man of indifference. It wasn't indifference that led him in in 1955 to boycott the buses to fight desegregation. It wasn't indifference that led him to accept the position of president and and the leader of of the Southern uh, Leadership, uh, Christian Leadership Conference in 1957 that pledged to say, we are going to fight for equality, but we're never going to go the route of violence. And and despite being jailed, despite being threatened, despite experiencing violent acts, this organization never went the route of showing violence. It wasn't indifference that led to his great I Have a Dream speech in 1963. It wasn't indifference that he was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize in 1964. It wasn't indifference that led to his arrest in 1965 when he was peacefully, uh, um, uh, showed a peaceful uh, demonstration against the, the voting rights there. And it wasn't indifference that led to his tragic murder in 1968. They did not murder him because he was a man of indifference. They murdered him tragically because he was a man of action. And because he was a man of action, his words meant something. He understood the gospel because this drives us to the gospel. The gospel is that while we were at our worst... While we were enemies, while we were in rebellion to God, what did he do? He sent his son to love us and to die for us. So I agree with Dr. King. Love is the only force capable of transforming an enemy into a friend. Because I see in Jesus not a love that is in theory, but rather a love that is actionable. The second thing, not only is legit love actionable, legit love is trailblazing. Jesus will go on to say this, if you love those who love you, what benefit is that to you? Loving those who will love you, that's logical, but not for the Christian. For even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, to what benefit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. But if you lend to those whom you expect to receive, what credit is that to you? For even sinners lend to sinners and get back the same amount. If we want to be trailblazing different in our love, then we can't be led by self-interest. We have to be willing to give and, and, and expect nothing in return because that's sacrificial love. If, if we're only going to love others with the expectation of receiving something back, that's not sacrificial. That's an investment. If we want to love differently, then we have to love from a trailblazing. We have to love and blaze a new trail then not expect anything back in return. Why? Because that is supernatural. What is natural is love your enemies or or hate your enemies and, and love those who are kind to you. Supernatural love will say that I can give my enemy even more. Supernatural love is that I will love in word and in deed. So how do we, as Christians, blaze a new trail? We return good for evil. We, we hate, we, when people hate us, we do good to them. When people curse at us, we bless them. When people abuse us, we pray for them. When people strike us on the cheek, we turn the other. When they take our coat, we give them the shirt off our back. When they beg us, we give without requiring anything back. We give of ourselves to our enemies. Why? Because that's what it means to blaze a new trail. We, we go the route of generosity and forgiving instead of being critical and condemning because Christ showed me generosity and forgiveness. 
we, we saw this with Chick-fil-A a few years ago. A few years ago, uh, in, 19, uh, in 2016, uh, somebody went down uh, into a nightclub in Orlando and shot up a bunch of people there. It was a homosexual club. And they thought it was their moral justice to go and shoot up a whole bunch of people. And people died in that nightclub. Disgusting. But Chick-fil-A is, is closed on Sundays. They're known for that. They're also known for, for maybe not agreeing with the homosexual lifestyle. So here they are on a Sunday when people uh, who were injured in this nightclub, they needed blood to survive. They had to put on a whole blood drive to get people, to get people blood so they could survive this awful act. Now, Chick-fil-A could have hid behind, could have hid behind their principle. Chick-fil-A could have hid behind how they disagreed. Chick-fil-A could have hid behind how, hey, we're closed on Sundays. I guess we can't help today. But instead, with the two of the local branches gathered up people who it was their day off to come together and say, we're not going to be open to the public, but here's what we can do to love people before us. We can make a whole bunch of food and give it to the people that are donating blood <laughs> so that they can, in turn, better serve the people of this community. As you have opportunity to show love, show love. Here's what I think is the example that we find in Scripture. Here's what I think Chick-fil-A was doing in this regards. We don't have to agree to love. The world is seeking for everybody to agree to show love. But in the, in, for us as Christians, we don't have to agree to show love. He's not calling us to say, hey, once you agree with me, I will show you love. Once, once, you, once you agree with me, I, I will go the route of doing whatever you need. But first we agree, then we love. No, in Christ's economy, he doesn't ask us to first agree. He calls us to love as there is opportunity. So we're going to give out 100,000 God loves you cards this year. <laughs> And I guarantee you that 100% of these cards are going to go to people that I don't agree with. Because if we had a cup of coffee right now, bet assuredly that we would find something we disagree with. My Bruins are in the Stanley Cup Finals. Not everybody celebrates that. I celebrate that. <laughs> I see all on Facebook, and I see even among ourselves, some people are arguing about abortion. Some people are arguing about different laws that are being passed. Some people are arguing about X, Y, Z. God is not calling us to agree and then love. We love them and we can talk later about things. But let's love first. Love is, legit love is also rewarding. But he says, love your enemies and do good, to, do good and lend without expecting anything in return. And your reward will be great and you will be sons of the Most High. For he is what? Kind. To whom? the ungrateful, and the evil. What is our benefit as Christians? Our, our benefit is this, that when we die, we will stand before God, children of God, and that he will give us heaven. That is our reward. That reflects something yet in the future. So as Christ has been unselfish towards us, giving us all of heaven, once we say yes to relationship with God, that same God who loved us at our worst now empowers us to love others. Do you catch that last phrase? To show love and kindness. To show kindness to whom? the ungrateful, and the wicked. Not once you get your life together. Once we agree on morality. No, I will show you kindness. And that, that kindness I'll give you 
Jesus. That same God who gave us Jesus at our worst is the one who is going to reward us in heaven when we love as Jesus loved us. That's the God I get to serve. So as you trail, uh, blaze a new trail, as you live more like Jesus, guess what will happen? They'll call you a prude. They'll call you a straight edge. They'll call you na- lame. They'll call you all sorts of names. And guess what? It's all meaningless. Their voices will be meaningless when you die and you stand before God and he says, well done, well done, well done, my good and faithful servant. Well done. You lived like me. You gave me everything that you had. Well done. That's the voice that matters, and that is our reward. And then he'll say, legit love is also merciful. It is actionable. It is trailblazing. It is rewarding, and it is merciful. Be merciful. Why? Even as your Father is merciful. We get to be merciful. Why? Because God showed us mercy. At our very worst, he gave us all the mercy. He freely gave it to us so that we can freely give it to others. Perhaps there's no better proof that a Christian understands God than when he extends mercy to other people. Because what is mercy? Mercy is when you have wronged me. It is my right to do you harm. I am just to do you wrong. I am just to take out retribution. I am just to go about the legal proceedings. I am just to do certain things. It is in my right because you have wronged me. But a Christian with sympathy and love says, I'm going to withhold the punishment that is my right to give because I'm going to show you love, grace, care, mercy, kindness. Because Christ has so freely given that to me. Check out this clip. I've been pretty harsh the last couple of minutes with you. Because I look at, I look at a piece of paper and I got a, a record here with all kind of yellow lines that paints a picture of somebody that is completely and totally... Disregard. The paper does. Right. Completely and totally irresponsible and is taking advantage of the system. Right. But I must tell you that Upon reflection, hearing your story, which I always try to do, you know, I have a change of heart. I appreciate that. I get letters from people all over the country. And usually when, when children are involved, and I know you have two children, I look at things differently. Okay. I'm going to read a letter that I received from a woman who lives in Anderson, Indiana. Wow. And her name is Angie Chesser, C-H-E-S-S-E-R. And it says, I'm not going to read the whole thing. It says, uh, hi, Judge Caprio. I enjoy (laughs) the old Italian stories that you share with all of us. She said, I am enclosing $60 to cover tickets or court cost of a single parent. Oh, wow. She said, last year the child support stopped for a few months for my son, and I know what it's like to struggle through the holidays. The father got a new job. It doesn't bother to say anything. He finally started paying again. Basically, she goes on to say, I would like to help someone else who's in a similar situation that I'm in. And she sent $60 in cash to the court. That was very sweet of her. Asking me to apply it to someone who deserves it. So, for Angie Chesser, I thank her very much for 
much for consideration, and I'm going to apply this to your fine. Thank you. Because you fit the profile of someone that Angie is concerned about. She has a good heart. Very She's a wonderful good. person. I, I never met her. I don't know her. Right. I never talked to her. Is there anything you want to say to Angie? Angie, thank you very much. Um, I don't want to cry, but very touching. I appreciate it. Angie can be an inspiration to all of us. <clears throat> and I know that someday things are going to turn around for you. And when they do, you're going to follow Angie's example and help somebody else. Definitely. You don't have to do it here. Do I try anyway. Every day, walk of We get to freely show mercy to people because it's so freely been given to us. It is our honor to do that. It mends broken relationships. It, it produces uncommon relationships. Something that we value here is uncommon relationships. Why can that be a value for us here? It's because that's what mankind knows. The most uncommon relationship is that holy, perfect God desires broken mankind. Holy, perfect God desires you and I that are full of sin, that we were enemies with God, but he sends us Jesus and gives us the world in Jesus. That's the most uncommon relationship any one of us could ever know. Perhaps the most evangelistic thing that you and I could do is to show others mercy who may not deserve it. Why is that sometimes hard for us? Because as Christians, we say yes to Jesus, and then we get on our high horse. We say yes to Jesus, and we stay on the mountaintop looking at everybody else in their sin and saying, we're so much better than you. That's not what I see in Scripture. What I see in Scripture is, I have no room to judge a single person. What I see in Scripture is that it is my ability to show people mercy. Why? Because at the foot of the cross, the ground is level. We all need Jesus, and he freely gives himself to all of us. So to your dirtbag ex-boyfriend, be merciful. To your ex-spouse that you think literally deserves to burn in the pit of hell, be merciful. To the one who wrongs your kid, be merciful. To the, to the son-in-law who hurts your daughter, be merciful. Perhaps a little bit of earthly mercy will open the door to heavenly mercy. And you'll walk out here saying, well, that's weakness. Showing mercy is weakness. No, the one who I know was the most loving person on this planet, the one who was the most strong, strongest person ever to walk this planet was merciful. Jesus Christ was all loving, all merciful, and he was strong. And so I will go likewise, and I will show mercy, and that will be our strength. Legit love marks a legit Christian. It must be actionable. It must be trailblazing. It must be rewarding. And it must be merciful. Why do we do this? Why? Because Ephesians 5 says, and, and walk in love just as Christ loved and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and a sacrifice to God. First John will say, those who abide in him are to walk the same way in which he walked. Because Christ was all loving, we are supposed to walk like Jesus and be loving ourselves. But again, we'll walk out of here wanting to walk like Jesus, but we'll be prevented by saying, well, Jesus is so out of touch with reality. He doesn't understand our culture. He doesn't love understand love in this place no he wasn't out of touch with reality he lived this reality he, he he was the one that was whipped beaten and broken and asked for mercy and forgiveness to be put upon them he took the little shirt off his back he was stripped naked but he willingly allowed it to happen he gave himself for sinners who were 
or who were enemies of God, so that we might be made sons of God through faith in him. While we were enemies, he loved us. Never, underst- never underestimate the redemptive power of love. So I want to lead by example and give out, help give out a 100,000 God loves you card. So one of, the things, one of the things that I do is every, on the hour I go for a five-minute walk. I read some book that says if you go for a five-minute walk every hour that you're more productive as an individual. So I go for a five-minute walk. I walk all around downtown Tom's River. And I found that when, at 7-Eleven they have this wicked good deal uh, for gum that you can buy six packs of gum for $7.18. It's a wicked good deal. So I go on Wednesdays. I usually walk down there. I buy six packs of gum and I take some God loves you card, and I just hand it out to people as I'm walking downtown. It's a wonderful thing. It's awesome, okay? And so I walk to a high schooler. I says, here's a God loves you card, and they look at it, and they're like, well, crap, I'm Jewish. I can't take this. No, you can. You can take this, okay? And then I, I walk by. Uh, there's uh, some people that do telemarketing here, and if, for whatever reason, every single time I walk by them, they're always on a cigarette break. I don't know how they have a, like, it's, it's always cigarette break for them. But, but I walk by, and I'm like, oh, gum, they could use some gum. Here's, here's, some, here's some gum in a God loves you card. Here's what I don't lead with. Well, in my personal opinion, I think uh, smoking is stupid. Here's some gum. In my personal opinion, I think uh, smoking gum or smoking uh, cigarettes is unhealthy. Here's some gum. In my personal, I don't lead with my personal opinion. I lead with love. I don't try to get them to agree with me before I love them. I give them some gum and with a little message that God loves you, and so do we. I've termed it walkie-talkie love. <laughs> First we walkie, then we talkie. And that's the cheesiest thing I've ever said from this stage. But we as Christians are walkie-talkie loving people. <laughs> First we walkie, then we talkie. <laughs> because we don't need people to agree with us to love, uh, to love them. So my challenge for you and I this week is another cheesy phrase. Sun to sun. Sun, the sky, you know, the, the whatever, the sun, the actual sun. Where we're going to love people to the sun. And what we mean by that is we bought 2,000 little individual packets of sunscreen. On your way out, we want to encourage you with the God loves you. So do we. Love one, love all. Grab as many as you need. If you, if you have a field hockey team and they all are going to be on the sun, grab 30 of them and give them all to your field hockey team. If you work at construction uh, with a s- construction crew and they're all big into cursing and cursing you out, well, they curse you out and then you hand them some sunscreen and say, God loves you and so do we. And then you simply walk away. However you need it, grab as many as you want because we're on mission to see people know Jesus Christ. Practical acts of kindness. Why? Because my Jesus wasn't indifferent. I know that God so loved the world, he wasn't indifferent. No, I know a love that is actual because God so loved the world, he sent Jesus. But some of us live this world, live it this life, and we're mad at God. We want nothing to do with God because we look at him and we're like, well, he's so indifferent. He cares nothing. But then we also live this life hoping that when we die, God will be indifferent to us. Hoping that we'll stand before God and that we'll say, oh, I lived a good enough life. God, my sin, God, be indifferent to my wrong by saying I was good enough. So which is it? Are you mad at a God who's indifferent, hoping that he'll be indifferent when you die? Perhaps God so loved the world that, you know, he's not indifferent to your life. And so he sent Jesus to die for you. And it empowers us to go and to live likewise. Some of you need to say yes to that Jesus today. Let's pray. God, I thank you. God, I thank you for a time to remember a love that is not indifferent, but a love that is actionable. 
Father, I thank you for Jesus, Father. I thank you that he sent his son to die for me, Father. I get to stand up here as one who is wretched in his own sight and in, his own, and in my own ways. But, Father, you chose to love me. You said I was worthy enough for your son to die for. Jesus, I thank you. And I know that there are people in this room that need to say yes to that love. And if that is you, simply pray something along these lines. Call out to the Lord saying something like this. Jesus, I am sorry. Jesus, I have been indifferent to my own sin. And today I want to be indifferent no more. Jesus, I understand that you died in my place. That God took his wrath, meant for me, out on you. He's not indifferent to my sin. And you experienced that. Jesus, I say yes to the sacrifice that you paid for me, and I will live my life, not living a life of indifference, but living a life of love as you have so loved me. Jesus, I give you my life today. Praise God for his reckless love that we get to sing about now. Thanks for joining us today. If you'd like to stay connected, go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel, follow us on Facebook or Instagram, and if you would like to help us with our mission of igniting a craving for Jesus by relentlessly loving our community, you can find the link to give and all the other ways to connect with us down in the description box below.